Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, you'll find that in the ministry of the evangelist, as we see it today, it doesn't say here, but we learn not only from the Word, but we learn from experience. You'll find that very often in the ministry of the evangelist, and, and it's not confined to the evangelist, it'll work, it worked with me in the ministry of pastor. You'll find that very often the Word of Knowledge in connection with gifts of healings will work together. We saw that in Miss Kuhlman's ministry. It didn't originate there. My first experience along that line was with me. I'd never seen anybody minister that way. I had no knowledge of it. I'd never seen anyone. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. But now notice, you see, why is it then that notice that the healings that took place under the ministry of Philip were confined to two areas? See, the Bible said Jesus is the only one that the Bible says that he healed all manner of disease, not all diseased people, all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses. Sickness and diseases, not all people that were sick were healed. Not all people. Did you ever stop thinking about that man at the gate called Beautiful? Jesus passed right by him just a few days, we might say, before Peter and John entered in. See, he didn't heal all. Did you ever stop thinking about it? the fifth chapter of John's gospel? At the pool of Bethesda, there's five porches full of sick, halt, maimed, blind. Jesus walks up there to a fellow that had been, had his bed, you know, been afflicted 38 years and said, wilt thou be made whole? The one man was healed. He walked off and left five porches full of them. Remember that? He's the only one, though, that healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, why? Because, you see, he had the spirit without measure. John 3, 34 said he had the spirit without measure. The spirit without measure. I only have the spirit by measure. Philip only had the spirit by measure. Notice that the healings were confined, his healings were confined to these two areas. Those with palsy and those that were lean. Because that's the miracles that they saw and heard. They heard those loud evil spirits with loud voices that came out of them. Many that were taken with palsies, many that were lean. You see, it was in that area for the simple reason that uh, uh, palsy is creeping paralysis and they were bedfast and then other folks were lean or crippled. And folks, you know, with palsy or have creeping paralysis. They're, they're crippled with paralysis. You see, these healings is in that area. I remember in the days of the voice of healing, we'd have a healing convention. And so we'd compare notes with preachers. And I remember one, one, one was saying, you know, uh, everybody I lay hands on this deaf or have a, have a hearing defect. Practically all of them are healed, not all of them. But I never laid hands on a blind person yet and them being healed. Another one of the evangelists spoke up and said, you know, I never got a deaf and dumb piece. Now I had people with hearing impairments, but a deaf and dumb person never got one healed. But nearly every blind person or if they have any hearing impairment, they always get healed. I remember F.F. Bosworth said, last time I saw him, he's 77 years old. Look at him, you think he's probably 55. He wrote Christ the Healer, you know, you've, you've read after many of them. F.F. Bosworth said, because I heard him say it. So I'm standing right on the platform and said, I can't tell you why. And he said, uh, he asked for people, you got a hearing defect? You're deaf, dumb, deaf and dumb. You can't hear out of one or the other ear. If you've been operated on, had your ear drum removed. Come forward. He said, I, I never fail on one of these. That's where his gift was. That's where his anointing was. 
and they administered 19 people and every single one of them did like that is healed. I can't tell you, he said, why it works that way. Well, you see, his healing, Philip's healing was confined to one area. Now, why? Because, see, not one of us has the spirit without measure. Now, then we went on talking there, and I come to find out that I was getting more people healed with cancer than all the rest of the voice of healing ministers put together. There's about 120 of us, particularly where they had a tumor, cancer's tumor or growth. I had more success in that area. Did you get them all healed? No, no more than Philip did here. It said many, many, all of them that were taken with palsies had creeping problems. No, many of them weren't. All of them that were lame were healed under Philip? No. No, they weren't all. But many of them were. Did you get all of them healed? No. Even yet, in healing school. And we've had more people healed of cancer than any other one thing. You get all of them healed? No. No. I, I found out, see, way back there that my ministry, now, now we get everybody healed. Don't misunderstand me. They come in faith and we lay hands on them in faith and with anointing, the anointing breaks the yoke. But you see, there's an area of anointing to minister. Let's find our place. That's the point I want to, want to point out to you. Let God use us. If he doesn't use us this way, go ahead and teach the word. The word's anointed. The word will heal you. I got healed just believing the word of God. Nobody prayed for me. We need all of it. I remember Howard Carter. Howard Carter was an Assemblies of God minister from Great Britain. He was general chairman for 19 years of the Assemblies of God in Great Britain, built the first Pentecostal Bible school in the world and still in existence today. He's gone home to be with the Lord now. But I was holding a meeting down in South Texas and the pastor said to me, because see, we ran several weeks so we'd take Saturday off as an off day. He said, Brother Hagin, Brother Carter is over here in the city. He's just there one week. They had service every night. And Saturday night is a special night. And my wife and I are going, would you like to go? I was traveling then by myself. My wife's at home with the children. I said, sure. Uh, I, I've heard Brother Carter one time speak. Always, if I could find anything that he wrote, how to read it first. I heard him one time speak. I said, I, I'd like to meet him. And so we went. Well, after the meeting was over, well, we, uh, we uh, met the pastor and I. This pastor where he's preaching was Brother Carter. Now, Brother Carter had married by this time. He didn't marry until he's 67 years old. And uh, I heard uh, Brother Goodwin asked him one time, said, uh, Brother, Brother Carter, you know, well, how? He'd been married about two years. Said, how is married? Life? Oh, said, if I'd known it this good, I'd married a long time ago. <laughs> See, it takes some folks a long time to find out. Some of us were smarter than that. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, we, the, the pastor of the church where we went to visit, the pastor I'm holding a revival meeting for, Brother Carter and myself, the four of us, after the service is over, we're standing talking. Met him, shook hands with him, you see, and so on and so forth. And a lady came up and said, Brother Carter, because see, he had preached that night, would you pray for my child? Little child, oh, I'd say almost three because I think, well, maybe she was three because one to three put him in the nursery. She said, I, I really don't know what's wrong with the child. I just can't say, you know, because I haven't been to the doctor. But she's just been, you know, as they say down in Texas, under the weather, not feeling well, you know, not up to par, sickly in the last two or three days. Would you lay hands on and pray? Well, of course, Brother Carter doesn't know anything, you know, he, he just met me that night. He doesn't know anything about the pastor I'm holding a meeting for. He just simply said this, and I, I picked up on it. He said, why don't you go get Sister Carter, the woman he had married, to pray for the child? He said, you see, that's not my ministry. He said, my ministry is laying hands on people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, practically everybody I lay hands on is filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I saw him that night. Nineteen people came to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He took them into a side room, instructed them for two or three minutes, laid hands on every one of them. like that, started talking to them. Men, he had touched them and started talking all nineteen of them. He said, that's my, that's my anointing. But said that nearly everybody she lays hands on gets healed. 
See, our problem is we try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. I'm talking about we preachers. Amen? Just realize this, preachers, every one of us is limited. I mean, if you could do it all, there wouldn't be a need any of the rest of us. And that's the reason some people imagine, you know, if God takes me off the scene, the world won't get evangelized. Isn't it strange that God got by without them all these years? No human ego. Amen. Yeah, I'm the only one that's doing anything. You'll find out some of these fellows you never heard of is doing more probably. No, you may not be gifted, anointed by the Spirit to minister certain ways, but find your place. If you don't know for sure, just keep giving people the word, lay hands on them in faith. God honors faith. And you'll have just as big of miracles. But I thought that was a good combination of a husband and wife. Everybody, nearly everybody, not everybody you see, just like that. I lay hands on, gets filled with the Holy Ghost. Practically everybody she lays hands on gets healed. Glory to God, amen. So I stick to laying on the hands to be filled with the Holy Ghost and she sticks to laying on the hands of being healed. She becomes real effective in what they're doing. Now, you'll find that in the ministry of the evangelist, as we see it today, it doesn't say here, but we learn not only from the word, but we learn from experience. You'll find that very often in the ministry of the evangelist, and, and it's not confined to the evangelist, it'll work, it worked with me in the ministry of pastor. You'll find that very often the word of knowledge in connection with gifts of healings will work together. We saw that in Miss Kuhlman's ministry. It didn't originate there. My first experience along that line was with me. I'd never seen anybody minister that way. I had no knowledge of it. I'd never seen anyone. But when I was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues way back in 1938, and then we accepted a church there, my wife and I, so we'd married in North Central Texas. And, and, and here's the way the word of knowledge works. It, it, it'll work by just an inward revelation. Or it'll work by a voice speaking unto you. Or sometimes you'll see it. And so uh, this is my first manifestation, first experience. Just as I closed my Sunday morning worship. In fact, I'd said, everybody stand, we'll be dismissed. We all stood up and I started a dismissal prayer. And I heard these words. I knew it was the Lord. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. First time, but I knew it was the Spirit. He said, there's a, there's a woman here I want to heal before you go today. Now, if I had stopped, thank God I didn't, would never be here today. If I had stopped and analyzed that in my mind, and I was always very analytical, I wouldn't have done that. I thought about that. Because... You stop and think a little bit. You say, well, there's probably any number of women there that he wanted to, to heal. In fact, all of them that were sick, he wanted to heal them. And then secondly, if you were to try to reason that out, you would have said, well, uh, don't he know which woman it is? I mean, why don't he tell you which one it is? Wouldn't that be better? Just tell you which one once in a while. He will, not often, not very often, not very often. But you see, I didn't have time. I'm praying. And without thinking, I just spoke out. The Lord said to me, there's a woman here. He wants to heal before we go this morning. Well, we are all standing and offering a benediction. Three sections of seats in the little auditorium. A lady started down this aisle over here, you see. Center section on this aisle. On the inside of me, the Spirit of God said, she's not the one. I said, sister, you're not the one he's talking about. But come on, we'll lay hands on you and God will heal you because healing belongs to you. Now then, our pianist's name was uh, Ratner, Sister Ratner. I knew that she had a tumor on her left lung. 
She had been to the larger city and they were giving her what they call x-ray treatment, supposed to shrink that tumor. It's about as big as a man's fist, a large man's fist. Her husband had talked to me about it. If that, that's 1939. If, if this, these treatments are given, does not shrink it, then the next thing's an operation. Now, 1939, those operations were not very successful. There's only about 50-50 chance of you surviving. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the series you've been listening to today in book form, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the two-disc CD series, Decisions Determine Destiny by Ken Hagan. Both dynamic resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Call to Arms, uh, November the 1st through the 3rd. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. Let me tell you, ladies... Give your husbands a gift and sign them up for Call to Arms. They will come back a changed man and for the good. So make sure that you do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Men, are you ready for this year's Call to Arms Men's Conference this November 1st through 3rd? Don't delay. Go online now to rhema.org and register for this dynamic conference exclusively for men. Join conference host Ken Hagen, Keith Hudson, and David Vasquez. This is one men's conference like no other. So register now and get here. Go to rhema.org or call 918-258-1588, extension 2238 today. The cost is just $60. What are you waiting for? Register now. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.